Cause who the fuck would be dumb enough to reject an offer? Oh, what an offer now? Two, two, ten, one, five. Couple hours can change your life. Frank saying, Oh, what a night. What a night. What the fuck is a girlfriend? I'ma need advice. Maybe I should go outside so I could get a fucking life. I made a friend and she spent the night now. I'm in love and she remains in my life. Back when we spoke in Europe, I need insurance on my emotions. I can't get hurt again. Fuck the past, fuck them, they all and thank you for checking out Friends to the End Part 4. This time, I sit down with a friend, Richard Glenn Schmidt. I met Richard Glenn Schmidt, or Richard for short, through the Legion Podcast Network because of his amazing show known as Hello, This is the Doomed Show. Hello, This is the Doomed Show. Richard is a fun person to talk to and to work with because he has a unique sense of humor and kind of a special brand of goofiness that I could really appreciate and uh, find myself gravitating towards. His show covers uh, very unique movies, uh, oftentimes very unknown. I think he uh, referenced the movies as obscure to a fault, but you have to appreciate the enthusiasm for studying things that other people don't really put any light on. 
and I know that I have heard him talk about a few movies that I want to check out myself, so there's always something kind of special and fun about that. Uh, in addition to his love for obscure movies, he also is involved in writing and in music, so we talk a little bit about some of the things that he writes, and then we spend some time discussing his history with music and with his band and his current solo projects that he's doing, and just sort of discuss where all that stuff comes from, what he plans on doing with it. Um, it was really a lot of fun to to uh, sit and spend this time to talk to Richard and get to know him better, because before all of this uh, we hadn't really talked very much other than as we discuss in the episode uh, just sending a bunch of stupid gifs back and forth to each other that's usually our method of communication and i'm sure that most of you have a friend or two that you do the same thing with um, i tried to do something fun with this episode and i acquired a bunch of music from richard from his solo work and from his band that i tried to use to uh, make the background music for this episode as well as all of the featured songs in this episode besides the intro song are all done by Richard or his band the Gyro Jets. It was really fun for me to kind of go through and listen to a bunch of his stuff and pick out some things that I thought fit what I wanted to share with everybody and I encourage all of you to check all that stuff out as well. You can listen to it right now and even download it from uh, bandcamp.com his band name is the gyro jets g-y-r-o-j-e-t-s the gyro jets on bandcamp.com and also you can find his solo music under r-g-s music on bandcamp.com as well uh, as far as his uh, hello the doomed show they have episode 150 which is a great accomplishment. We'll be releasing right around the time of this episode, so please check that out. It is available through Legion Podcasts and also as a solo feed on your podcast catching apps. Also uh, has a lot of his writing stuff available on his website, which is Doomed Moviethon. Uh, so please check out any of his stuff and support the things that he's doing because, honestly, we need more people like Richard out there making crazy eclectic things for us to consume and making the world a better place overall and now for the business portion of this intro uh, what is going on with me uh, i have set up to record the next episode of who will survive with myself marco and Boz from Little Pod of Horrors. That should be coming out in one week's time where we are going to have an open discussion about the movies Deathgasm, in all capitals, because lowercase is for pussies, and uh, The Devil's Candy. So it's going to basically be a metal, sloppy, knob-suck love fest. And maybe we'll even find something to fault in the movies, but probably not too much. Uh, but that's going to be a ton of fun, so watch for Boz as our special guest uh, next week's episode. Uh, more friends till the end will be coming in two weeks' time from this. And once I get closer to that, I'll uh, maybe sneak you a few details ahead of time. And uh, possibly a couple of bonus episodes of Who Will Survive in the works. A couple of short, simple things. I don't want to give away too much yet, but uh, keep on the lookout. There's always something new in the works. Uh, you know where to find us if you're listening to this, but just in case, we are also available through iTunes, Stitcher, 
we are available on the raw live and unedited podcast network feed which can be found on itunes stitcher google play a bunch of other fucking places where you get podcasts and we are of course available on the legion podcast feed which is available through itunes stitcher and all the other fucking same things that i just said that i can't remember i'd like to know if anyone uses any of those other ones if you use something besides itunes or stitcher or something like that then let me know i'm just curious what kind of places people actually get their podcast from last but not least uh, in case you missed it i was a special guest on podcast under the stairs one week ago episode number 133 for the russian roulette full franchise retrospective i covered final destination part one with uh, myself and with the host duncan mcleish uh, please check that out. Podcast Under the Stairs is a great show, ton of fun. I had a good time doing it, and I was glad that I was able to bring a little bit of humor and actually make Duncan laugh. That uh, was my whole goal and everything, was just to make Duncan laugh at me, and not because of something embarrassing. Now, uh, social media-wise, uh, please follow our Instagram at Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. Please join our Facebook group at Who Will Survive Horror Podcast on Facebook. And if you want to send us an email, it is also who will survive podcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it. So I will play uh, the promo for Richard's show, and then we will have one of his songs to lead us into the conversation. All throughout, you will hear Richard or his band, the Gyro Jets, playing background music and all of the songs that are featured throughout and the outro song as well. Uh, please check that out and all of the song credits and links and everything will also be available in the description of this episode all right thanks and that being said i give to you friends till the end part four with richard glenn schmidt hello this is the doom show keep on keeping on and keep on trucking america we don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. <laughs> the truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. <laughs> That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I'm Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right, we have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon-exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? <laughs> we got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us.
she is hatefully setting up her new computer because she's also watching the State of the Union address. Oh yeah. So she's I would I, setting I would put it down up the with rage. Put down the computer before you throw it across the room and. <laughs> uh, she loves hate watching that stuff. Well, yeah. Well, I don't. I shouldn't say she loves hate watching it. She would prefer not to be hate watching it, but likes to be informed. Where I prefer to be more of the blissful idiot type. <laughs> uh, we have a very yin and yang. Oh yeah. Type of uh, relationship. I was totally like not paying attention to it, like for years and years and years, and just kind of dipping in and just getting pissed off and leaving. Right. But this this shit's fucking hilarious. Like <laughs> this shit is like ah, oh, like just one. My favorite quote. My favorite quote is, it's like uh, women. There are women in this country who are having their babies after nine months of pregnancy, and this has to stop. Right. <laughs> Fuck. I'm like, that's so... That's like W. That's like, that's like George W. Yeah. stuff right there. That's <laughs> fucking amazing. Like, uh, OBGYNs yeah. can practice their love with women. It's like, what? I know. I, I still don't really pay attention, but <laughs> it's so entertaining and amusing that it's it's bled into my not paying attention life the more <laughs> I hear about it. I love it. Because everybody is talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I went through the phase of like I, I was sick of hearing about you know the government and about Trump and whatever. It's like all right, we get it. Yeah, it sucks. Whatever. <laughs> but now it's kind of come back around to where it's enjoyable again. So. Oh yeah, it makes me laugh. Unfortunately, the worst shit is the most enjoyable. Well, yep. not always, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's kind of the theme of your podcast, right? Yep. Yep. Thanks to Jeffrey. <laughs> So how did you um, why don't, how did you end up starting this show? Well, I, it was funny. I, Brad was asking me like, "What year did we start?" And I'm like, "Uh, 2007, okay. 2009, mm-hmm. 2012." And he's like, "I don't think you know." And I was like, "I had to look it up." Right. We started in 2011. Okay. And I had never really listened to podcasts. Brad, he's my buddy in Kentucky, just completely introduced me to the wide world of podcasts and i was like man we could do this and we've been trying to do it ever since yeah yeah. (laughs) and then uh eventually uh jeffrey joined us Mm -hmm. and then uh now simon simon from the uk so we're international i know i i'm I'm on the search actually for an international buddy to be a co-host with me you need that that uh that two continent market you know what i mean you have to. Well, Simon, hey, he's so sweet. He'll he'll come on. He'll guest on your show. All right. Sounds he's probably good. like, thanks for lending me out. I appreciate yeah, right. that. <laughs> yeah, it's all kind of a big family situation, right? Exactly. We're all borrowing each other's voices. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I borrowed my own voice to talk to, to Bo. That was so intimidating the first time because Bo has this, like, super, super professional voice. Right. That it like scared me coming through my earphones, <laughs> like like, because he was engaging with me because I'd listened to him before, but he was talking to me and it was freaking me out. So right, right. the first time I talked to him on his show, I was just I sounded awful. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I just did the show with him too, and I spent a lot of time listening to his 
various recordings just to kind of get comfortable with hearing the voice more before yeah. I recorded. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's kind of been one of my tricks is like if I'm doing something with another person, I try and listen to a few of their shows and just sort of get used to hearing them talk a little bit and kind of well, figure it out. So. See, he has a nice voice. You have a nice voice. When I hear myself, I hear like a really high whiny fart. <laughs> kind of like that. Well, there's something that's to be said that's... for a unique voice. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's very true. I was listening to Sunny Day Real Estate the other day because okay. I like I liked them when I was a teenager, and I'm listening to him. I'm like, this guy's voice. That's something. Yeah, I. I remember Ooh. listening to them for a little while when I was much younger too, but it's been a long time. Oh, you're in for a treat, my friend. <laughs> I'll have to, have to pull it up on the old Spotify. Oh my god. There's a live clip from 120 Minutes that has blown my mind. <laughs> That's cool. So uh, so you guys started back in 2011. Yeah. Uh, it was just the two of you guys at first, right? And yeah, then and then... People in. Exactly. We had like a we had a momentum going, and then Brad had to go away for work like a lot. So I just okay. started having people come back, and uh, Jeffrey was such a good sport, and he kept bringing his own brand of very special movies. Sure. That he, oh my god! Like we did some serious ones at first, and then right, right. we started like the In the Folds of the Flesh and uh, Bloody Moon, and all these like movies that are great, but they're broken masterpieces oh man sure well i was looking through some of your um your back episodes and trying to find stuff that i had seen and it's like literally almost all stuff that i've never seen because because <laughs> you guys cover so much crazy obscure stuff yeah we're we're obscure to a fault like <laughs> there's just stuff that people have not gotten around to i i want to say it was cinema psyops that actually snaked a title off of our list like they picked the most fucking random movie mm -hmm. it was a uh, horror house on highway five okay and i was like i can't believe you guys scooped us you actually <laughs> scooped us on something we were gonna do and he's like he's like yeah just record it like in a few weeks nobody will remember that we did it <laughs> yeah and i'm like no come on no. <laughs> uh yeah those guys are fun though Oh yeah, that's wild. That's a wild show right there. Right. Hashtag garbage people. <laughs> Those are my people. I was just bonding with Cord <laughs> over uh, over hiding drugs inside of a dead kid's body. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I guess we have a similar sense of humor. So. Uh oh. Uh, so these other guys kind of joined in as as fill-ins for while Brad was not able to do it as often. Have you guys ever? all done shows together too or is it no it's always it's, uh just you you're like kind of the through line of the whole operation yeah i i'm just a total psycho with editing so i i don't know <laughs> if i could i don't know if i could handle anyone else taking the reins i'm a control freak so i'd right. be like uh, well did you did you use the uh did you use the uh, the EQ to balance out my voice? Because you know it sounds like this without a filter. And right, uh, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's um, it was. I lost the question. Uh, oh, about if you guys ever all uh, recorded together. Oh, the thank you. Yes. No, that's fine. Uh, I swear I'm not smoking anything. <laughs> the uh, well, that makes one of us. 
<laughs> the the idea of getting us all in the same room is just a timing coordination thing. Sure. Like I'm pretty sure we could just Skype it and it would be super easy to do. Sure. But it's just the timing like recording with Brad weeknights, recording with Jeffrey sometimes on the weekend and then sometimes Simon Saturday like early Saturday morning because of the time difference. Right, right. But that would be fun. We've we've have plans to do this eventually. Hopefully before we get to like 200 episodes or something, we've at least tried to get three of us on at the same time. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, you have a pretty impressive number now, right? You're like 130s or something, right? Yeah, like one, almost, uh, let's see. We are, I'm working on editing 149, 150 is recorded. Okay. It's been crazy. Nice. Uh, no, I, I uh, just sort of met you guys through joining up with Legion. Um, I... So I guess I found my way into Legion through, I want to say through Cinema PsyOps. Maybe I heard promos on somebody else's, sh- like their promo on someone else's show. Yep. And then obviously they play yours, so I started listening to other ones that they play them for. And so that was how I found your show. But then when I, so I was, you know, kind of following some of you guys already before I started my show or while I was sort of developing it. I kept bugging Cord all the time with questions and it's just whoever would fucking answer any of my stupid shit that I would ask them. Like, do you think I should do a show about this? Like, yeah, just fucking do it, man. Whatever. You're good. No, tell me it's a terrible idea so I can come up with more ideas. Come yeah, on. I just want to come up with ideas and not actually do it. Uh, but So I, I, I was sort of familiar with a lot of the people already, and that was how I um, found my way dealing with, uh, with Bo and with, the, you know, the... Get it, becoming a part of the network and stuff so so yeah it's been cool just to work with you know guys like you and Bo and Darren I have a few other people planned to work with so uh, it's a nice nice to be accepted as kind of a part of the the team right away oh yeah man this I was trying to remember how I got into it I want to say I somehow Duncan uh from the podcast under the stairs yes. and I got to talking. I forget how and maybe I guessed it on his show mm-hmm. and then Bo invited me on and I was like oh, now we have to compete with all these other great shows. Yeah, right, right. Now I'm like, even more psychotic. That just feeds me. I know. Competition well, I, now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's there's less of a competition atmosphere. Oh, no. <laughs> as, as far as uh, within the network and like I haven't seen that yet, so I remember the first time I was like I was like Legion tweeted about me. They like I released an episode and Legion tweeted about it. I'm like, whoa and I'm <laughs> like, Oh, it's automatic. Okay. <laughs> it's still special to me. That's right. I'll retweet that tweet. <laughs> hey any kind of validation keeps you going, right? Exactly. That's what the internet's for. Yeah. Well yeah, if you want to look hard enough you can find anyone to say that something is good right or that's right or that something is bad oh i know i'm so tired of those negative nellies the confirmation bias is alive and well <laughs> so um have you done any any other shows or just you basically started hello this is the doom show and then you just have done that pretty much your whole time yes that's that's been the, the only show other than guesting i've not done any other show brad and i had like a a offshoot that we did once okay. called uh, Doom Show Presents and we were going to talk about topics that weren't movies right. or uh, if it was a, a topic about a specific genre it would be something that's outside of horror 
Right, right. Uh, we we did one about comic books, okay. and uh, we got zero feedback, so it didn't like encourage us to come back. I mean, <laughs> we get a lot of zero feedback, so I shouldn't have like let it bother me. But I was like, oh well. Yeah. It was just us rambling for an hour and a half about comic books. Are you into uh, current comic book stuff, or was it more just about past stuff? It's definitely for me more about past stuff. I try <clears throat> to read new stuff, but I'm so stuck in mm-hmm. the, the, the stuff from my childhood in the 80s and then the stuff I couldn't afford to buy right. in the 80s from the 70s and 60s, so I'm like still backtracking. Sure. I read a lot of manga, but all the manga I read is like ancient. I'm only into like one or two recent manga titles. Okay. Yeah, I I don't really... Uh, I, I had this phase a few years ago where I started to get back into current comic books and I sort of followed it for about a year or so and then it just got overwhelming where I had this giant stack of unread comics and I'm like well this is fucking stupid and I just stopped buying them <laughs> oh yeah but I'm also not a big reader so even little bubbles of dialogue is a bit much for me <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah I'm a I'm a reformed English major so I can't I can't stop yeah no that's good I, I think uh, that's one thing that I wish Always, not wish, but I guess if I could have something click better with me, it would be reading. But just never really got into it, and it didn't. Well, it didn't work tell so you, well for me. I'll tell you what is a freaking amazing book, and I wish I knew these people so that I could say I knew these people. Right, right. There's a little book called Paperbacks from Hell. Okay. And it is just about the horror boom in uh, like paperback fiction in the 70s and 80s. And it's okay. like how it crapped out in the '90s. That that book will inspire you to like run out and find other books. It is so fun. Okay. It's like it's almost written like the back of a VHS box. It's like so. There's something about it mm-hmm. that's. Uh, I lent it to my friend who doesn't like horror at all, and he can't. He hasn't given it back yet. He loves it. Is it um, <clears throat> um in, in an audiobook form too, or? Ooh, I hope so. That would be amazing. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. That's, people keep telling me to try audiobooks, and I just haven't uh, committed to it. Bo yeah, was, I have never. Uh, Bo was just recommending about trying that, and then I said, the problem is I follow so many podcasts, I feel like I'm always behind on those. Mm-hmm. So if I get an opportunity to listen to like seven or eight hours or something at work, then I want to catch up on all of the shows that I'm behind on. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm the same way. I follow so many shows. It's ridiculous. I know. My, oh, my God. It's 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 just I have to come in and check in. I go, how you guys doing? Yeah, I have yeah. not listened to 12 episodes. I know. I tried to stop, like, downloading your shows, but I said, fuck you. Have you ever, uh, do, do you use the accelerated listening speed or anything? <laughs> no, that's a good idea. <laughs> I should try that. No, I, I just do, uh... I just, I have so many, like, I, not really downtime. I just have sure. such brainless, I have the most brainless work ever. Like, it's uh, very, very few times where someone taps me on the shoulder and I have to, like, pretend I'm a supervisor for a few minutes. Right. Yeah. I, I'm very, very blessed to have a, a really awesome, boring job where I can listen to shit all day. Yeah. Yeah, you said that um, you work at the college library. Yeah, yeah. It's, God, 15 years now. 
Are you? Uh, that's funny. I told my my girlfriend this, and she asked if you were actually a librarian. No, that's a good distinction. I am a. I'm one of the uh, lowly staff members. Okay. Uh, my wife, who works in the same library, she is a full fledged card carrying librarian, and she has to go to conferences and everything. Oh, nice. Uh, my my girlfriend worked in a library through college. Oh yeah. And I don't think she. I don't think she ever made full librarian. I think maybe she was like an assistant librarian or oh. like a, you know, a lower level kind of thing. <laughs> I had a really cool title and they changed it. Now I don't like it as much. I was a library specialist right. for many years. I was like, that's nice. Now I'm a collections specialist. I'm like, that sounds like I call people who owe us money. Yeah. <laughs> that's a dumbass title. No, that's not good. Yeah, you don't want to be the collection specialist for the library. <laughs> it would be pretty funny though. Like people that have like a thousand dollars worth of like overdue books, yeah. which has happened before. That'd be great. Uh, they'd be like, "You're calling about some books?" Like, yeah, you rented, uh, you know, five years ago all these books. Say, so owe us twelve hundred dollars. They'd be like, "Man, fuck you!" I'm paying twelve hundred dollars for some books. <laughs> Uh, you return these books covered in urine. You now owe us for all 20 of these books that either your animal or you pissed all over. Thanks, bro. Oh, uh, I know. Well, people are assholes, so mm -hmm. it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's hard not to get these ideas about starting a bunch of different podcasts, though. Like, I mean, I started and then immediately started a second one because the concept of the one podcast wasn't enough for me so nice i had to um i had to branch out right away and then you know obviously all these other ideas flood in and i'm like there's no fucking way i have time for anything else <laughs> especially not anything i have to produce that's just that's just ridiculous so i've gotten faster at, at editing after i don't know nine or ten episodes that i've edited so far nice. of the show but uh yeah still it takes me like all fucking weekend so. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I uh, I will sit there and obsess like if the sound cut out or if um, the person I'm editing, which would probably be my horrible voice, <laughs> if I said something wrong, if I can't cover up that I said something wrong, right. I will literally take pieces of another word. Like I find like an S sound or a hard K or a, or a T, and I'll copy it into this flubbed word, oh, and try to make it sound natural. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> this is fucking insane. Yeah, right. <laughs> especially, oh. especially for just putting out a, a free show that you know <laughs> anybody can listen to. I know. I'm. I'm. I used to harsh on shows that had sponsors. Right. Like uh, we hate movies. They kept doing these mattress commercials. So I tweeted at them all angry, like, "What are you guys? We hate mattresses." <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't occur to me until years later that those dudes, that's their job to like be a podcaster. <laughs> right. And I'm like, who am I to like? be a little bitch like it was so silly I, I felt really dumb and I'm like yeah. I hope they forgot that tweet <laughs> right right uh, hello this is doom show brought to you by hello this is the doom show right <laughs> well that's the the thing when you get to that level where you're producing something like that then you know you can fucking take all the time in the world to make your shit perfect so yep <clears throat> I do 
<laughs> I don't know. I used to do like two, three shows a month. I have no idea how I did that anymore. I'm back to like one episode a month now because right. of my editing. Yeah. Uh, you'll figure it out, I'm sure. Yes. I'm going to hire an intern. I know. This, I need a I need an intern just for doing like advertising and social media stuff. Yes. <laughs> because I, I like just don't do it at all enough. Just like my wife, she she draws, she makes comics, and uh, she's very talented. But she hates hates to like talk about herself on the internet. Right. So no Twitter, no Facebook, no Tumblr, or maybe like maybe a Tumblr. That's like it. But nobody knows about her uh, her secret talents. Right. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if it makes her more comfortable with it that way, it makes sense, I guess, right? Oh yeah. I just I'm just out there like. Hawking her stuff, like, hey, check out her comics, man. <laughs> um, I know I, I uh, just don't put enough stuff out there. And then the other network that I am a part of with the, the Raw Live and Unedited podcast network, guys, uh, the one guy that does all their social media stuff will post about my shows before I get a chance to post about them sometimes. <laughs> Instantaneous. Yeah, like he runs the social media for, for their thing. And he'll see it pop up in his, uh, you know, in his iTunes or whatever. And he's like, oh, shit, new episode. And he'll post it on Instagram and tag us in it and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's already done. So. Thanks. <laughs> so I just <laughs> I'll do my part. I just copy his shit and then put it on our page. So <laughs> Nice. But, uh, yeah, it's hard. I mean, if it's not your job, then you still got to live and do other shit, have other yes. hobbies. I mean, luckily my ego is so insane and needs to be fed constantly that <laughs> I'm just making the show for me, sure. So I can hear my voice again, my my thin fart voice. <laughs> but yeah, it's like someone actually commented, "You listen to your own show," and I realized that's <laughs> that's a little weird. I guess yeah, I'm gonna go listen to uh, one of my favorite episodes, which is the. Uh, the 1981 slashers episode where brad and i picked three slashers from 1981 and talked about it <clears throat> and we've been like i mean that was so long ago that episode was so many years ago but it's still one of my favorites because i'm a nerd which uh three slashers did you pick it was the burning which is where i got brad saying my i and i hate the burning okay and uh i always love that he cracks me up and <laughs> It was uh, the burning. It was uh, the prowler. Okay. And oh man, I can't believe I can't remember. I, ca- I keep thinking about the next slasher one we're gonna do, which is 1982 slashers. So my brain is infected with another year. Was <sighs> was it my bloody Valentine? I think. Was no, that man. I listened to it so much I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's not Madman because that's gonna be in the 1982 slashers. Okay. Yeah, I like uh, I love My Bloody Valentine. That's oh, a good so one. good. Yes. Uh, and the burning was actually partially shot around where I live. That's what? Like one of the only movies shot in this area. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Um, I live in the same area as uh, Dave Z from Exploding Heads, like around oh. Buffalo. And he's already done all this research to try to find the filming locations and shit, but he can never actually find it. So, uh, so to this day, it's still sort of a mystery of exactly where they shot those around here. But See, they need, 
they need to capitalize on that tourism, that burning tourism. I know. Well, it obviously had to be some kind of a lake with a, a summer camp setting, but there's like a whole fucking ton of those around here, so <laughs> it could be anywhere. But, uh, yeah, I can't think of any other 81 slashers off the top of my head, but knowing you guys, it was probably something I've never seen. Uh, <laughs> God, it's so funny. I don't think it was like, ah, it's going to drive me crazy now. Uh, you had said something before about about House by the Cemetery. Is that what you would call your favorite uh, horror movie? Yes, absolutely. That is that is my favorite film. Like okay. favorite horror film and favorite film. Like I just want to live inside it. I don't. I want to get trapped in that basement just to get murdered over and over again by Dr. Freudstein. It's so. It's romantic, really. Sexy. I. Uh... I have to admit that I don't think that I've actually seen it. Oh, naughty! Is that is that the third one in the trilogy? Um, I think so because it's, I think, um, City City of the Living Dead was first. Okay. Then the Beyond, and then House by the Cemetery. I always get mixed up. Yeah. But I, I think I might be mixing up City and. Uh, in the beyond right i but, saw uh, i saw yeah. the other two and then i meant to like complete the unofficial trilogy of whatever i forget what the fuck they call it but uh <laughs> I, I meant to finish it and i just never did but um i had talked about this before that i'm i'm not like a a long standing horror fan i'm more new to digging deep beyond like the the well-known horror stuff right um so uh, over the past few years i've really gotten into a lot and i watched those kind of early on when i was getting into uh, you know in, more in-depth with horror and i think those are a little bit kind of heavy for somebody that's new to the genre well they're they're so baffling there's yeah the, so the... I think, it's, I think that was it. I was not. Uh, it just didn't like hook me that well, yeah. and I definitely have to go back and revisit them. Well, Fulci and, and is so weird because he's he's trying to be weird on purpose, right? And then you've got the accidentally weird, which is Italian film industry, right? Um, I think the Italian film industry might be normal now, but they couldn't produce a film that wasn't bonkers, right? Back in the day, and then you have the dubbing where they were. They were they, a lot of the like lower budget productions weren't even filming with live sound at all, mm-hmm. and they were dubbing everything later. So then you have yeah. a weirdly translated script that somebody's you know, talented voice actor is just doing the best they can with this weird ass movie. So it's this perfect right. concoction of just oddity. So yeah. yeah, they're they're a little weird to get into at first. Yeah, I think that was, you know, I was like, these are okay, and I'll, I'm gonna watch some other shit, and I'll come back to this later, and I just never did. So, I actually believe I own an old ass DVD copy of it that yes. I, I found at like a used DVD store. Yeah, it's probably that Diamond International cover or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll check. I'll send a picture to you or something. Like, yeah. You know. um, I have this. I like to buy like old weird copies of stuff that that I like or that I think I might like so it's just something significant instead of buying like the new crystal clear one I like to buy like an old shitty copy it's kind of like oh, the, yeah. the VHS of DVDs oh, well some movies are improved by their weird VHS-y kind of yeah. crappy copy like there's there's 
I have a copy of Lucio Fulci's Zombie, like the super nice deluxe edition. Right. But then I also have the VHS tape burned to a DVD-R so I can get that feeling I got the first time I saw it, which was nice. utter repulsion. It's so great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where did... I, I don't know if you um, had seen that the podcast Under the Stairs just did Zombie versus uh, Dawn of the Dead. I don't know if, yes. if you uh, I was helping thought to, about that. I have not gotten to that episode yet, but I uh, I helped vote that they would cover those. Okay. That, oh, man. this I, I find the history of how zombie z-o-m-b-i came about and then how zombie 2 became its own thing and then you have two different films that were both marketed as zombie 2 i mean excuse me as zombie 3 sure and then zombie 4 and 5 zombie 5 has nothing to do with the rest of the series at all they just did that switcheroo like they did back in the 80s where yeah whatever film they bought would get that sequel slapped onto it okay yeah, I uh, I don't know which one do you like better of the two. I don't know if you voted on which one you liked on the poll or not. Uh, I think I voted for Zombie Two, the the Fulci one, because okay. that's the one I would reach for right now okay. and just watch like right now. But Dawn of the Dead is so formative to my like upbringing. Like it kind of shaped my worldview when I was very young, like thirteen sure. or fourteen. I would just kept. I just kept renting it over and over again. I didn't care that it was two hours. Right. And then they released that even longer cut, and it's just, oh, it's just so great. Well, yeah, it's like the the one is like the fun one, and then the other one is like the uh, the important one. <laughs> yes. Leave it to the Italians to do the light version. Yeah. It's like so if good. there's two sisters, and the one likes to party, and you know she fucks on the first date, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Like that would be Zombie 2. <laughs> yeah, Zombie 2 fucks on the first date. Nice. And then Dawn of the Dead, like, it stays home, it does its homework, it, yep. you know, does some push-ups before it goes to bed. It's going to read some philosophy. Yeah, yeah it yeah. eats its spinach. You know, it's ready to go, it's going to kick some ass, it's important. It knows it's got shit to do, so. <laughs> I think that's probably a good analogy of those two in comparison. There you go. <laughs> Hopefully they made that point in the episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I'll have to check the the copy that I have of that and let you know. I, I bought um, Death Wish 1, 2, and 3 on these old DVD copies where it's not even the widescreen. It's just the, the <laughs> fucking square yes. version of it. <laughs> uh, I, we even have the... Unfortunately, the, the Star Wars set that we have, it's... It's in the square box, but it's not um, pre-George Lucas fucking him up with the extra stuff. Good. Versions. So it's it's <sighs> not it's not the pre-version of that. Yeah. Um, whatever the... It's not the original cut. Like, I, I want to go actually buy the uncut ones. I think people bootleg them on eBay and stuff. Yeah, it was... That was so funny. It was like, this is the last time you'll be able to own these films. And I'm like, what? And he was serious. Yeah, right. Like, ugh, man. And the theory that he's just trying to cut his ex-wife out of profits from those old versions. Right. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> That's love, man. I can appreciate that, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Having a shitty ex-wife situation myself. Oh, man. If if I was in that same situation, I would fuck up Star Wars to screw her over. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Totally worth <laughs> right. it. I don't care if a bunch of nerds hate me. I'm just kidding. I love Star Wars too. 
course. I even recruited a Star Wars guy for a horror podcast. That's how much I like Star Wars. I'm liking that. That that's a that's a good method. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was funny because uh, like the way that I met Marco was, uh, you know, we live on opposite ends of the world, and um, <laughs> I think your cat is angry. Yeah, I know he's getting a little crazy. <laughs> he doesn't do this for our show. That's all right. I'll leave it in. He wants to. I think he wants to be on the show. He does. What's his name? That's Crisco. Crisco. All right. Yeah. I like it. Um, <laughs> what was I, gonna, I don't even remember what I was saying before. Crisco interrupted us. Uh, oh, mm. we met through, uh, Marco was doing the Star Wars show, and just, we have this big group chat of people that are involved with that other network, and it's a little, you know, a little smaller than Legion, so there's not as many shows and stuff, so it's a little tighter knit group there, and I was like, oh, hey, what's up, dude, um, you know, I introduced myself to him, told him I was into horror and stuff, and I didn't really know a lot about comic book stuff, but that I like Star Wars, and I listened to his show, and he's like, oh, man, I like horror stuff, too. And so then we just started bullshitting and kind of it led to planning, doing a show, and then a whole series of shows kind of thing. So nice. kind of the same, you know, you meet someone over a common interest and then we're like, hey, let's actually make something out of this. But unlike you, I had been listening to a ton of shows already, so my brain had been warped. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brad uh, Brad reached out to me, uh, to my site, uh, Doom Moviethon. He was a reader for a while. And so he sent me an email like, hey, man, like, I'm into, like, horror movies. What's going on with you? And I just started chatting with him. And I was unknowingly, like, really condescending with him. And he always tells the story that I was like, hey, man, yeah, you're into horror movies. Have you ever seen, like, Psycho or, or like, Halloween? <laughs> I, I wasn't being that bad, but he always tells that story and I don't stop him. It's hilarious. <laughs> Maybe you were being more sarcastic than condescending, but he took I, it that way. I'm not smart enough for sarcasm, so okay. yeah, I was see, just I've, like... I've almost ruined my relationship with sarcasm, so <laughs> <laughs> I've literally almost cleared the house with my terrible sarcasm in the past. Mm, that's that's what I call unthinkable sarcasm. Yeah, I like that. So I have to, uh, I have to dial it back. <laughs> Unless I want to be single. Oh. Not that I couldn't, but uh, we'll just, I'll just not be so sarcastic. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so, besides uh, podcasting, uh, you're kind of a, a jack of many trades, I guess you could say, right? Because you mentioned yeah. you have this, uh, this website, and you, you uh, do, do a little bit of writing. Hi, Crisco. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, Crisco's like, what's up? Talk about me too, man. <laughs> I don't know if that's Crisco's voice. I just did a voice there. I'm not sure what that was. But yeah, doomedmoviethon.com. I, I started it. I was starting to get back into horror movies in the early 2000s because I just it just clicked. And I was like, man, I love horror. I haven't watched them since I was a, like a young teenager. So I was like, let's do this. And I really got into horror again. And I started writing reviews because I disagreed with everybody online. Everybody just hated everything, and they had the wrong idea. And right. this is me being really pretentious. So I was like, "Man, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write this shit. I'm gonna do this." So sure. I started writing reviews, and then I started documenting my movie thons, my weekend long movie thons. Right. And uh, I just, I just love, um, I just love writing, I guess. And I'm trying to, 
write things that aren't just movie reviews, but it's going a little slow. Yeah, that's tough. I uh, I never really was uh, a big writer so much. I actually wrote a few like comic reviews when I was into them, and I got a few websites to post them and stuff, but... Uh, it's one of those things where I spend way too long obsessing over it as well. And um, then, you know, you just kind of end up feeling like, oh, I wrote all this for myself and maybe you don't know if anyone read it or not. Or, you know, it's it's hard to get feedback really on stuff like that too. Yeah, exactly. I just, I was, I don't know if I was scared to try to write for other people. Sure. I just felt like I had to have my own site, damn it. Right. And then and then the free movie started pouring in and I was like, This is great and then people kept sending me porn to review. Yes. I was like, I don't So you're I saying like I need horror. to start a website and start writing yeah. reviews on it. Just start approaching sites. You will get the porn by the bucket load. It's hilarious. Oh, I've never gotten porn in a bucket vessel before. They don't send it any other way. <laughs> That would actually be great. It's just like in five-gallon pails with lids on them. It's like a, like a fucking paint bucket. <laughs> some some juicy of, in there. A bunch of DVDs in there. Yes. <laughs> or just um, just, ju- just jump drives. The old bucket of porn. Yep. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> what, uh, so you started the website just to uh, start putting your reviews and stuff up. Oh, yeah. And then... How does uh, the music all tie in with this? Was have you been doing music for longer than you were doing that? Or yes, I've been I've been flailing around with the guitar since I was like I guess early twenties. I, I tried so hard to be in a band as a kid. Okay. I was like, okay, here's what I'll do. Um, ska. I love ska music. I'll buy a trumpet. Okay. And then I found out that it's impossible to play a trumpet so i'm like okay okay i'll get a trombone so i got a trombone it was horrible so i then i bought a keyboard and i realized i didn't understand music so the keyboard (laughs) turned into a drum set and then i realized i didn't um have any rhythm so the drum set turned into an electric guitar because you don't need rhythm to play electric guitar and that was horrible so i got bass and that was worse because you have to have rhythm to play bass so I traded that for an acoustic guitar, and then that was a nightmare. Yeah. So I traded that back for a different electric guitar. And I've been playing electric guitar for so long that I should be good, but I'm, I'm horrible. <laughs> This is the fast part. 
This is the fast part. This is the fast part. Oh, this is the fast part. Oh yeah. Like, what note are you playing there, man? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> e. That right. might be a, a, a D <laughs> sharp. What's what is this note? So yeah, I'm totally self-taught. I have all the bad habits that self-taught people have, mm -hmm. and I'll probably never get any better. I'll just keep trying. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I um I used to play the guitar too, and kind of the same thing where I just started wanting to play. So I just started teaching myself, kind of thing. Yeah. And picked up all the bad habits and all that stuff. So I can appreciate the the sentiment of playing for a long time and feeling like you weren't really getting better. So, the uh, <laughs> that, the, that the, makes the, sense to me. The catalyst was guitar pedals of all things, because I I was listening to bands that used tons and tons of guitar pedals. So right. I just took my student loans, which I was supposed to be spending on food. Sure. And I bought uh, guitar pedals instead. Yeah. And I just Makes got sense. obsessed. Yeah. I, I could not I could not stop playing with the new toy. Right. So I ended up accidentally becoming like uh, a really avant garde noise dude. But doing that in the early two thousands meant I didn't have anyone to play with. Right. So my buddy Nafa was he was trying to get away from his rockabilly band. Okay. And they got they were getting paid like, you know, five hundred dollars a show sure in like early 2000s money but he was so sick of having to play not just traditional music but using traditional instruments okay and dressing in what a rockabilly person would wear like he hated it so he came over and brought what guitar pedals he had that he wasn't allowed to use all right in the rockabilly band and we just started this soundscape weirdness that eventually turned into a band called ladies of death row swimsuit calendar Nice. And uh, that, that eventually died off after a whirlwind of 13 shows in 15 years <laughs> to uh, Gyro Jets, which is my current band. Okay. And that's where that's I'm in my comfortable zone right now. Yeah. Loving, loving it. And then you even had some stuff that was more uh, just like solo synth yes. stuff that you had put up recently, too. Is that kind of a new thing that you were just experimenting with yes i i found like i would go over to my friend's house who had a synthesizer okay and just have him teach me like how to turn the knob to a different setting just to get anything and i started finding like the arpeggiator like all that shit that just i mean it takes real talent to be john carpenter right right but it also Obviously. takes no talent to press one uh key on a keyboard and go down 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 and then go to the next key and it goes you're like dude i'm john carpenter yeah yeah what a liar he he's fooling us no so i just i'm in love with that 80s synth sound that shit like i love when you're watching an old movie that you think is too old to have a synthesizer yes and all of a sudden there's that blast of a synth and you're like what year was this made oh my god <laughs> yes. so i have really cheap small synthesizers and they're just so beautiful like even like you can spend like 150 bucks or 200 bucks and get something that's like like all you've ever wanted out of one of these machines it's so fun that's cool yeah i was checking some of it out and uh i think i told you that i'm gonna try and fill the episode with all music from from you i might have to have you help me pick out a few of your favorite selections yeah 
Oh man, you can't go wrong with Robo Drool.
No. RoboDruel. Just on I'm name so alone, that's that. a good one, right? <laughs> My friend was like, oh, man, I love synthesizers. You, sh you, should do like, you should do like this or this. I'm like, all right. So I just dedicated the first track to him because it was me trying to capture what he said. Because I don't have – I have – no understanding of chord structure or sure, proper sure. song stuff. I yeah. I sent this super talented, this is bass player who's a friend of mine and she's like, she's in a, a couple cover bands and she's like super talented. Right, right. She, she and I are always like trading like a progressive rock bands from the 70s like Lynx. Okay. So I sent her a Gyrojet song and I sent her a photo of the notes. I wrote down, we play A four times we play C three times. We play, I don't know, F sharp six times. I send it to her and she's like, this is so unstructured. I can't do this. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. So I don't think she wants to be in the band, even even if it's just through email. No, probably not. She's like, I'm not going to email you my bass licks, bruh. Well, it, I can definitely appreciate that because that was, I mean, the only thing I ever did was just had... I just had this one friend that he was like my band buddy and so yeah. we went through different versions of like okay this one you're gonna be on the drums and I'm gonna be the guitar player and then we're gonna get this guy and that guy and then this one like I'm gonna be the singer and you're gonna be the guitar player and then this guy's the drummer and that's the bass player <laughs> and so like we just tried all this different shit from high school on you know nice and that was part of the motivation I learned to play guitar uh, in high school is because he was learning how to play too and we were like, you know, band buddies basically, so uh, so we went through that same kind of thing and then like what ended up really happening for me was I just lost interest because I had realized that it was more about doing stuff with him than about anything else so when it stopped working for us to do it together I just kind of lost interest in doing it yeah. in general Yeah. so it was never really about me doing it myself, you know yeah, I, I think what kept my old band from, like, success or even moderate regularity was mm -hmm. nobody wanted to be the boss. Right. And we desperately needed a boss. Sure. So it was just, it was like, we were, our egos weren't clashing. It was more like our egos were receding as far yeah. away from each other as possible. And the, with Sam, like, who's the drummer in Gyrojets, like, he's the coolest dude like i don't know why he talks to me I, he's a great drummer i don't know why he's in a band with me like he's so chill sure. that it's like like you just have to like live your life inspired by how chill this motherfucker is <laughs> and so like it, the whole thing is an excuse to hang out with him and we're both the boss like we're both like really into okay. every single aspect of it like yeah. that's just so on like it would be bizarre if he didn't want to do it i wouldn't i don't i think i'd quit music too <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely helps to have somebody to do it with uh that can yes, be said about a lot of things right that's what she's playing uh. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh what kind of stuff are you guys working on now or are you i don't, I don't know do you still like play shows yes we we have we played less shows last year than we've ever played in our history of the band so we're trying to be like good boys because we're both super lazy about booking shows sure. we can keep practice going and we can record okay. but we are so like i don't know who's dragging their feet more 
It's it seems <laughs> like uh, we book one show and it's like the uh, we we're, we got this year covered. All right. <laughs> no wait, got to do more than one shit. But new songs <laughs> like we have a whole mess of new songs, but they're so in their infancy. Uh, like the most complete song right now is one called Toothpaste Toast. Okay. And uh, I'm messing it up because I had a bunch of lyrics I hadn't written yet. So now we have to figure out where to stick the lyrics because I also have a lot of trouble playing and singing at the same time. Yes. So anytime Sam, who actually can read music and carry a tune, says, Dude, you want me to sing that part? I'm like, take it. Take it. It's yours. <laughs> Enjoy my lyrics or change them. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> just do a voice thing. Yeah, that's like he took the reins on uh, our new song that we just put out called Gay Werewolves. He just like took a little 
kernel of an idea and turned it into this wacko freaking song with like like it's super super lgbtq like positive like super like i want people to just be, be like fulfilled because it's just uh, i like i want to spread the love in the universe yeah and he's like hey why don't we put this really raunchy like double entendre in and i'm like i'm not gonna stop you <laughs> my my urge is to stop you <laughs> but i'm not gonna stop you because you're so perfect so sure, sure. yeah yeah we're, we're speaking of gay he and i are pretty gay for each other it's great <laughs> well, i think uh when you have a creative duo like that you have to be at least a little bit gay for each other mm. Mm. i'm just gonna keep making mouth sounds I think it's important for sure is to have a good chemistry. What, whatever your your team, two, three, four guys, whatever guys, girls, you know, whatever you're doing a podcast or a band or um, you know any kind of creative project like that. I mean, even movies, the stuff that we love consuming and talking about, takes a whole shitload of people working together. You know. Oh, I know. That's that's the one thing I'm like really slack on is is making movies because. That is like the insurmountable thing for me. It's like, okay, I know I'll be there, mm-hmm. and I know that I can get one or two like suckers who will think I have a good idea to show up. Sure. But then there's all those people who have to sit around and wait for like something to happen. Like that was the most stressful thing ever. Was I made a short movie and all these people were just hanging out in my apartment, and one <laughs> dude, he had one line, he he popped out of the closet as a zombie and said, I just wanted the winning lottery numbers and you killed me. Oh, right. And that was the whole, <laughs> he, he sat around for like seven hours in my apartment just so we could do that. <laughs> and so I just get so stressed out even thinking, I have all these stupid horror movie ideas. Sure. I want to just write them and give them to someone else. Like, here you go. Yeah. I don't care if you change it. Oh, well, that's cool that, I mean, it's, it's great that you at least even have those kinds of ideas or thoughts about stuff like that. Oh yeah, they're real bad. I've never really been uh, one to have sort of a creative narrative mind like that. Um, as far as you know, telling a specific story or coming up with something like that has never been something. So I'm always you know sort of fascinated by people that operate that way to hear them talk about it because I think you know it's it's like the spark the of. Uh, of, of a passion for creating some sort of odd tale or something that means something to you or whatever that sort of drives you to come up with these ideas whether you actually execute them or not. Well, but, that's how I sleep at night. When, I, when I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking about work the next day and getting all stressed out, I just start writing a novel in my head. And the idea is so good, I fall immediately to sleep. Oh, that works. Or I write a song in my head, and it's so like, oh, it's just such a perfect, like melody. I'm just kidding. I can't write melodies. Such a perfect like riff on a guitar that I don't know what note it is. That I just fall right asleep. Right. Like. So my ideas are pretty boring. Like if I could <laughs> remember what this note is, it would be perfect. Exactly. If if I could actually make a bar chord for more than three seconds without hurting my hands, nice. man. I, I could play some punk or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. My uh, my secret is self-deprecation. I, I'm actually a very big fan of self-deprecation myself. So. All right. I'm very motivated Twinsies. by self-hatred. 
yes i'm the same way (laughs) i'm the same way i i dropped a uh i have this huge carafe full of coffee yes and i and i i dropped it and it exploded on the floor (laughs) and there was coffee like inside the fridge it splattered under the oven Mm -hmm. and i was just like man i i hate myself (laughs) and my wife's like oh get over it like stop it she's like you didn't even you didn't even laugh at my joke when you dropped it and i was like what was your joke she goes so no iced coffee for you then huh and i was like god i was too angry to laugh at that <laughs> um, next time i'm gonna yeah. learn yeah i'll next keep time... dropping it till i get it yeah well next time that you that you royally fuck something up you have to stop and listen for <laughs> a quib and then <laughs> if it's delivered then you're like all right now i can be pissed i'm gonna listen before it happens yeah i'll be ready <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I feel the same way where I think I have uh, the most critical mind for myself as far as just whatever I'm trying to accomplish or if it's something that I really care about, you know, a, a mindless thing like work or something I don't really care about doing, um, you know, you could just kind of fake it through that. But when it's something that you really actually give a shit about, whether it's your podcast or your music or your writing or something, then... You really want to feel like you did the best that you could do. And it's so hard because once you once you put this shit out there, like it's done. It's not you can't change it really, you know. Oh yeah. I've yeah. I've wanted so bad to pull a podcast down that I already posted and fix something and then put it back oh, up. Oh yes. But I'm like, well uh. then all these people are gonna be like, What the fuck, why did this come up again? And and I don't wanna seem like an asshole, so I just don't <laughs> even try and do that, so uh, our, our good friend of Hello's the Doom Show named Lanny. Lanny's like, I'm listening to every episode of the Doom Show, starting with episode one. And I'm like, don't do that. No. <laughs> and he's like, these are so great. These, old, you, know, you don't know, man. There's a lot of magic in these old episodes, and I can't bear to listen to, like, one through, like, 35. Yeah. <laughs> They're so, like, I just, uh, I don't know if it's. Uh, I'm sure overly ambitious or if i i'm just such a snooty snob about how a a podcast should sound like sure there's one show i used to listen to that the dude burped okay all the time like burping as loud as he could into the microphone to like make sure it was part of the show okay and that that got old yeah i was like man but no like i i always encourage people to do their shit i'm not like like typing like excuse me yeah yeah i couldn't help but notice but yeah it's it's just my personal preference it's like i'm very yeah I'm very snooty well yeah that's that's more it's it's more of that i'll be critical of myself for that kind of stuff more than somebody else for sure oh yeah because i just want to do the best that i can and I'm sure that when I get to, like, episode 35, I'll go back and be like, I'm going to listen to that first time that I had Richard on and episode three of that show. And I'm be like, God damn it, I sound like such an asshole. I can't believe how many times I said the same thing or oh, yeah. I couldn't complete a thought or the oh, stupid I- fucking microphone or whatever wasn't working. <laughs> Whenever I get too full of myself, I go back and listen to episode one, the first, very first episode hello this is the doom show right and i i'm like i'm so nervous it's so funny like it was the most laid-back chill environment but i was terrified yeah so i was just like 
yeah, if you guys don't like it, then uh, it's it's not our fault. It's our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being ironic. Blah, blah, blah. It's great. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that uh, everyone's glad that you stuck it out because I know a lot of people really like listening to your show. Oh. I know you're on. kind of a, uh, from, from what I know on the network, uh, from only being there a short time, that you're kind of uh, an in-house favorite of everybody. So. Man. They're too nice. They're too nice. <laughs> They're a bunch of sweeties. Oh. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I think we got some good info here. So the last thing I would like is for you to let everyone know uh, where we could find your music, your website, your various books or cookbooks or anything like that that you might be selling. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and uh, obviously where we can find your podcast and stuff, too. Yeah, or my bucket of porn. Yes. Where's my bucket of porn, man? <laughs> is, that like a, is it like a subscription thing? Like a, you yeah. sign up and it's just random every month? You just get a bucket? Uh, you, get, you get a bucket of porn and a pizza, but the pizza's half eaten. Okay. And you've got to act cool about it. Is it in the same bucket as the porn? I want to say possibly <laughs> it's it's what's that's the packing material is pizza <laughs> but it's probably safe to eat yes probably the the porn is greasy everyone's happy <laughs> boom right you're ready to go <laughs> uh you can you can subscribe to the service at uh, doomedmoviethon.com or my blog uh, cinemasomnambulist.com i have some books for sale at the beautiful amazon um, I picked it because I love the rainforest, so exactly. Amazon.com. It's uh, My book is uh, Giallo Meltdown, and I have another book named after my blog because it's my blog on paper called Cinema Somnambulist. Nice. I, I've been practicing that word, so I know how to say it. <laughs> and uh, the zine, uh, Fang of Joy, there's, there's an, there's, I think there's some issues left of Fang of Joy on good old eBay.com. I picked eBay.com because I love the rainforest. Right. And uh, the good old podcast is uh, hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or just check it out at Legion. Make sure you, uh, even if you're not listening to the show, have it playing so I get the good stats on Legion podcasts. Yes, exactly. And uh, the music, uh, Gyrojets uh, is the band. Uh, Gyrojets.tumblr is the easiest way to find us. And of course, we're on Bandcamp, so gyrojets.bandcamp. And... Uh, I think that's everything. Oh, and RGS Music. That's my all the crap that um, nobody else wanted to be on. It's uh, <laughs> RGS uh, Music Bandcamp, and that's where you can find such classics as Robo Drool or uh, Be Belt Sander Orgasm.
Basically, it's your John Carpenter project. Yes, it's uh, it's my uh, David Lynch doesn't understand music project. <laughs> that's what that's where I don't knob came from. I was I watched all of uh, Twin Peaks the first two seasons, okay. like just every night for like a week or two, and then uh, I was like, Hey, David Lynch doesn't know how to make music. I can do it too, and so I. Uh, I just took pictures of my creepy door that's in our, our utility room. And I was like, man, I don't knob. I don't knob. That's how it's called. <laughs> so that's, that's my little tribute to David Lynch there. Oh, that's great. Um, and then on your on your promo, um, you um, are referenced as living in Penis, Alabama. <laughs> but you actually live in Florida. So the last thing was I wanted to see if you had a backstory about what the, what that is. That just started with uh, a conversation Brad and I were having about um, how horrible Florida is, okay. and how and how it would basically if it wasn't for Disney World and the beach, we'd be Alabama Part Two. Okay. And I I think Brad just said it. He's like he's like yeah, it's Penis Alabama, and I was like oh my <laughs> god, so that just stuck. Uh, so Tampa, Florida, aka Penis Alabama. Oh, it doesn't get any more cock-like than this place. <laughs> the, the whole shape, uh, the state is the shape of a penis. Mm-hmm. And and we're in like this weird uh, scar on the, on the side of the shaft. It's awful. <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, I appreciate you coming on and uh, uh, just sharing some some non-specific uh, movie discussion stuff, yeah. and uh, just kind of getting to know you a little better and hanging out. Absolutely. Uh, you know the the whole idea of the show is really just kind of an excuse for me to get to know everybody a little better and and uh, carve out this time to actually have a conversation with somebody that we don't really get to do that much anymore. Where everything is, you know, I mean, with with you and I, half of our conversations online are just with gifs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. This was a great time. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, we will. Uh, 
I'll do all of my plugs and stuff in the intro that I'll record separately, and so I will uh, make sure that everyone gets all the the links and stuff for your show put in there too. So, hey, thank you, and I'll just send you a bunch of gifs after this, so we're Perfect. back to normal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great, thank you. Clairvoyant breasts up